You are such an e-girl right now, Stephen. <laughs> I am an e-girl. You're right. I've got the pink and purple headphones. I've got the butterfly sock microphone. I've got the partner standing next to me, kind of just like, you know, making me look hot. <laughs> this is this Stephen, is absolute when are you gonna e-girl start energy. Oh. I would I would love to cam if there's a market for it. Well, the internet but. has taught me there's a market kind of for everything, but it's just how viable is the market. I just would really need to lean femme because I feel like the, the trans market is much stronger than the cis male market. You know what I mean? You can become a, you can break that glass ceiling. <laughs> the flipped over glass ceiling. <laughs> the glass floor. I gotta yeah. I gotta stomp through you the glass floor. You gotta fall back floor. down and to butt earth. the glass floor. Yeah, it's um, true. Ugh. Okay, so Northern Exposure, that's what happens when the Big Ten gets a team in the playoff. Am I right? They get swamped by fucking Georgia or Alabama. Northern Exposure. It's supposed to be what happens when the SEC comes to play in our territory, but no. Well, no, that does happen, too. They usually lose that. It's just, like, honestly, like, Wisconsin beats LSU and fucking, you know, Penn State beats Auburn. It does happen. Yeah, what does it matter? They still lost. Well, it's even further north. Northern Exposure in the 2000s was uh, the big call campaigning game. I wasn't ready to talk about football. Uh, which is a mistake on my part. I should have anticipated. It's encroaching. This, it's coming. This, but also with this configuration. Uh, yeah. yeah. Instead, I wanted, to, sports boys I wanted to talk briefly before we started the whole thing. I just wanted to say, Stephen, I think you did a really great job as the editor for Elvis. Now that I finally saw the movie, <laughs> I think you did a wonderful job. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you saw it. What I watched, Stephen, I finished Elvis 30 minutes ago. What the fuck was he doing? What the fuck was who doing? Uh, every genius at work in that good film, Elvis. By the <laughs> way, this is now a... When I when I get mad that Tom Hanks is not nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars... <laughs> Unclear if this is genuine pro-Elvis sentiment or ironic pro-Elvis sentiment. This is pro-Elvis. <laughs> it starts out and I'm like, this is awful and terrible. Yeah, that and video then you I, posted on Twitter was atrocious. And your I know. And then it beats upset. you down. <laughs> And then if you yeah. win it over, it wore and you're you down. Bad. It's bad a two-hour and 40-minute trailer for like a 12-hour miniseries. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> I um, don't think a single take lasts longer than 10 <laughs> seconds. Like, no. it is... The camera can't stop moving. Steven was the camera operator and the editor, and I think he did a great job. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my God. I've only yeah, been watching, like, is, horror movies this week, basically, I guess, because I, 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 I saw... you didn't watch horror. He's been made to watch horror. People. I'm a Brave. I'm a big I'm a big brave baby now, uh, and by watching okay, horror, watch, I mean you watch Silence of the Lambs. Nope, which isn't really actually horror. Neither is Silence of the Lambs. Really, neither is and, Silence uh, of the Lambs. Neither is Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. And I have not seen thriller. Prey, but that um, what's Prey? It's the Predator I mean, yeah, prequel. They're really. Uh, <laughs> This had in the 1700s, where 1700s or even earlier, where he's so like, it's like 17. It's post at least 1750. He's he's fighting like Comanche people. He's fighting and, uh, one, let's say one Comanche 
Native American, and she's like up again, like also her brother, but up against one predator. It fucking rocks. Uh, but yeah. they're, they're all like thrillers mostly. But they count Silence of the Lambs as a horror film because they're like, oh, it's the last time a horror film won Best Picture. Um, it's a thriller, like. Yeah, uh, but I also watched Old because I watched Silence of the Lambs with Senator Meow. And I'm really to, interested in talking about Old. Uh, he really likes to do that thing where he'll start talking about a movie and then he just puts the movie on and then I just stuck around and watched he Old. He fucking loves to do that. <laughs> it was even great. If he, even if he's leaving his house or like just like going to the other room, he will put on a movie for you and then just go play fucking Crusader Kings in the yeah. other room. I also watched Crimes of the Future, which was gross. I mean, I, I figured it's that. gross. I need to see that one. I keep forgetting about it. And then, um, and then, yeah, Elvis today, the most jarring and disorienting. The true horror. <laughs> the true horror. What if the, the bloated cr- face what if at you the end. Had to, What if you encountered the craziest white boy to ever do it? Can you do your best accent right now? We're caught in a trap. That one, right? That's what uh, you want? Oh, God. <laughs> you want me to oh. do the Tom Hanks voice? Yeah, no, I knew what he was asking for. I just was thinking of how many other actors. Again, I just finished the movie. I feel like there's no point where anyone has anything resembling a human conversation. No. (laughs) That movie is is impossible. They they leaned. They took all the dials and turned into Steven. And it was too much for Steven. I hated it. I have never seen a movie that, well, period. But I've also (laughs) never seen a movie that uh that like is that long and felt like it really needed to be longer like, and i and i didn't want to watch more like that's don't, exactly please, please i mean i would have watched more i did I not want to watch more but like it really was like you rushed it you rushed this story <laughs> it feels like that and it's so long which is an exhausting combinations of feelings there's a moment in the film where i'm suddenly like wait how many years have gone by I don't fucking know. Yeah, Elvis gets his hair cut, and then you're like, okay, so he's in the military. And then suddenly, it's like Elvis is out of the military. And I was like, what just happened? There are like interesting so things stupid. that happened in his life that they didn't even cover. I didn't realize his mother had died for a second. Yeah, dude. It kind of rules. It kind of rocks. Elvis was a fun time. It's been a, been a good day of, uh, of watching things. I'll watch it if I have a long plane flight and it's available, the same way that I watched Rocket Man. Um, See, but you know what's like the difference? The junior version of that. No, so the thing with Rocket Man is. Are you uh, calling? I, are you? I'm sorry. Are you calling uh, Elton John Elvis Junior? No, I'm saying that type of movie is like just the like the the for babies version of the Baz Luhrmann uh, complete insanity experience. So here's the thing: I've only seen one segment from um, uh, Rocket yeah, Man, uh, and it's the uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting number. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a wonderful number in the film. Uh, it's a big production, a lot of dancers, and they don't cut away from them. And that's not what you're going to see at all in Elvis. <laughs> because no. what's going to happen is in Elvis is at one point Tom Hanks goes, he's white? And then it zooms in on Cody Smith McPhee, and then it zooms in on Tom Hanks, and then it zooms all the way to the other side of the, like, fairgrounds where through World. a door of a car it cuts back on on uh, Hanks and he's like he's what? You're telling me this Elvis fella is a white man? And then like dollar signs roll in his eyes. He does Peter Laurie voice in this it's, movie? You know yeah, listen yeah. I, uh, you know and then yeah dollar yeah. signs like roll in his eyes and uh, it's bonkers uh, and, yeah, and then his tongue falls out of his mouth. It's also like then, a morality like, play. Like 
he's I literally don't know, Beyonce plays or something. It's do- like, no, he I, walks Beale Street in Memphis Cat, while right. Doja Cat plays. And I was that's like, right. What is that? That's right. <laughs> it's a good time. Eight out of ten. Nah. Seven point six out of ten. He just loves anachronistic soundtracks. That's why he's always posting uh, Marie Antoinette. Uh, screenshots and yeah, that's that's you. why I love Marie Antoinette. Last night, somebody said that they don't like Kirsten Dunst, and I threat. I told them I was coming over to their house and fighting them. Ian Ian is like a porn addict right now, but with movies that are specifically not porn, where like <laughs> it doesn't actually have to be better. Like it doesn't have to be better porn. It just has to be weirder because that's the only way you can get off anymore. So if it's yeah. just like fucked, I will. Up and I will like, not lie to you. I had the moment when I started. Um, uh, Crimes of the Future yesterday, and I was like, if I find this at all erotic and arousing, it's over for me. It's done. I'm just going to walk into the river. What, who's the guy who made Audience? Uh, that's uh, uh, Takeshi Miike, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I, I <laughs> A just film feel that like, made uh, Eli Roth leave the theater, I believe, is the yeah, legend of like, that. That's the, that's the kind of shit. Like, you're going to get really into all his work. Like, I, like, ah, I, yes. I, I promise you, I can never get into all of his work. In the time this conversation is taken, he has wrapped on another picture. You can, it's okay. You can watch a bunch of Pasolini <laughs> or something instead. And I'm never going to get into those things. Instead, I'm going to get into rep- even further repressed Hong Sang Soo films, uh, where it's just like you're right. Yeah, that, it's 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 always fucked up in that direction. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like where it's just like the most nothing happens, which is weird because so much happens in this movie that you are defending that is bad. I just like th- I just like the pictures. Also, get ready. I am the. I might be the only one today. I am the Northern Exposure Defense Force. I had a good time. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. The first episode had merits. Yeah. The second right. episode uh, has fucking. Um, it's got Hesh falling out of the sky and being yeah, a exactly dream character, but everything to... else is really boring. It has. Also, Hesh. is Jerry is Jerry Adler an all star now? Because he was in Rescue Me. Did you say Hesh? Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, on The Sopranos, he plays a character named Hesh, oh, who's sorry, like yeah. an old old it. advisor to sort of to the mob. Yes, like he, also, worked, he worked with like Tony's can, father or something. Can I, we put can, can we put um, lead character has moved on on the bingo board? <laughs> yeah, lead, lead character left the show. <laughs> lead yeah. character got in a contract over act, over yeah non uh, yeah actor got in a contract issue. dispute and we now have a knockoff version of him. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was especially weird because it was Paul Pedenza who I know as a voice from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Did you guys catch uh, the other all-star in this in the sense that they were a part of our previous podcast that we did? Yes, I recognized, um, uh, what's her name, Uh, uh, J.D. McCoy's mother, Katie McCoy. Yeah. Uh, Katie McCoy, who did Katie McCoy play? Uh, Maggie, the short-haired woman in the first episode. Yeah, I just know who Janine Turner is, though. Oh, okay. Do you know who Janine Turner has a child with? She's she's so hot. In this show, in both episodes, she's yeah, she's really cute, and I was and like, "Oh no, I'm attracted to JD's mom. Like, <laughs> I'm attracted to Katie McCoy." It's she's in my so notes. Hot. She's I was so like, "It's hot. Katie McCoy," and then, "Oh no, she's it's so, oh no, she's uh, so no, hot. she has a child. Um, her daughter is uh, Juliet Turner Jones. Who's the who's the who's the Jones? You got a guess? <laughs> is it Spike? No, 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 no. It's Quincy. honestly a, Tom. It's, it's a funnier famous Jones. Well. He's not Mike. the famous John Jones. Bones Jones. No, uh, it's uh, Jerry Jones Jr. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. I was having fun naming famous Joneses, especially when I said Mike, a person no. I love to remember. Let's <laughs> remember some Joneses. <laughs> Who? Mike Jones. 
Yeah, her being uh, from Gross Point on this show is a big let's uh, let's uh, let's keep up with the Joneses. Y'all remember that movie? Keeping up no. with the Joneses. Uh, I re- I remember the title. I can't believe I, I can't believe we never said Alex. Um, <laughs> just to be culturally relevant, but only when we're recording yeah, this, which now will be, which means this will come out like a month after. <laughs> hey, right, who knows right. how much money he now owes? His lawyer texting the whole list of, yeah. of contacts or, or of it's messages funny. to the other. It's it's, it's incredible. It's, it's so hard funny. to believe that that happened in real life. <laughs> like there is there are one there of those, are a, there are a few there are a few meme formats. Uh, that they're like three, and I always forget them, which is perfect because th- then they're always funny when they come up for me. Like there's just like three that always get me, and one of them is, "You guys are laughing." So that was it. Like you guys are, <laughs> you guys are laughing, but lawyers only do this when they're very upset. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> like <laughs> lawyer here. Here's why texting your client. Here's why texting the opposition your client's cell phone is a bad thing. Yeah, like uh, just like the the veterinarian pet thing. That's the one it that just, gets me every fucking time. It just time. rocks so much when somebody gets to say to somebody, "Do you know what perjury is?" <laughs> like, I think that happens in a few good men. Yeah, I saw someone say it's the most Ace Attorney thing that's ever happened in real life. But uh, yeah, well, there are so many people who made who made the Phoenix, Phoenix right. Phoenix right. Yeah. yeah. So Northern Exposure. <laughs> Also, what is this podcast? Big stats. Oh, sorry. Uh, hi. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah, the, the our old podcast where we just talked about Alex Jones. It's uh, uh, football. He was in Austin. Yeah. yeah we big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyways, what? What is his show called? It's called uh, Smart World. That's not it. It's called um, fa- Facts. It's like it's like fat. It's like fact. It's like what are you, real facts. Like his show on InfoWars, like what specifically is the name oh, of the Info show? Oh, InfoWars is the name of the channel. It's the website well, or channel, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe his show? show is just called The Alex Jones Show. Oh, is it? Guys, I was introducing the podcast. Was the podcast. I'm, very, I'm very I'm very excited for us to do this on the podcast when like he inevitably gets No! <laughs> it's just like we can do the Alex Jones show on this podcast fairly soon, I'd say. I don't think it's a television program, technically. I mean, Google Alex Jones show and see what comes up first. TV series. Mm. Hi, hello. The energy on my introduction has changed significantly since when I tried to start it to now when I'm finally given the time to do it. It's, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of Every Alex television Jones. show, because we've been cursed to do so. And as Stephen has seemingly rightly pointed out, that means one day the Alex Jones show and somewhere, somewhere Matt Siani salivates, but not here because he's not with us today. With us, as always, parachuting in for, in a full suit, it's Stephen Doughton. The, the non-Jewish one, really. But it I'm, does fit you more. It really does. That was the exact... <laughs> Yeah, the exact mental that calculus that was that. Um, yeah, and uh, out there trying to seduce wood nymphs, it's Travis Marmon. Hello, what's up? I'm Ian Benson. Hi. I forgot to introduce myself, but uh, I have $125,000 of student loan debt, and for that reason, I'm being forced to live in Alaska because I didn't read the fine print on a contract. 
And so they would go to prison fun. for 18 years. And also owe the money. And oh, yeah, like the ten thousand dollars is really nothing compared to uh, compared to 18 years in prison. Like as far as things that you I thought have it was 18 do, months, but maybe it was 18. He years. said years. It was years. <laughs> it was years. My brain was, it just was like, it, There's it no was way distinct- it's years. It was distinctly years because I was like, that's just that's not. There's no way. <laughs> like there's just yeah. no way. But there was a way. Life found a way in Northern Exposure, which is the show we are gathered here today to discuss. Uh, yeah, Northern Exposure, an American comedy, drama, and television show that was about the eccentric residents of a fictional small town in Alaska that ran on CBS from July 12, 1990 to July 26, 1995 for a total of 110 episodes across its six seasons. It also weirdly won two Peabody's? And best drama series at the Emmys. What does it take? Two. What does it take to win a Peabody? Um, Sorry, this is a drama. Uh, it's it, a drama. It's, it's it's long, so it was the yeah. a drama. Like that. It's like how yeah. Atlanta is a comedy because it's only thirty minutes, even though it's not really like that anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Barry also I mean, a comedy, thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this is a this is a forty-five minute program i honestly when i clicked play was like this will be a tight half hour wait a minute what do you mean that this was an hour-long drama series i was i was also shocked and frankly annoyed well we will hash out our feelings on northern exposure i guess i know well it seems like i liked it you were first episode had merit Second episode did nothing for you, and Travis was just like, uh, I Same can do thing, without. Same thing, basically. Oh, yeah, okay. like, first episode, I was like, okay, I guess this is charming in this... All these 90s shows that were like, what a quirky cast of characters, but not actually that interesting. Like, sort of like what uh, a lesser early edition in that sense. Uh, Travis, do you know why I picked Northern Exposure? Is it because we were talking about Alaska and going to Alaska? No, it's not that at all. I love Kelly Pickler and also me moving to Seattle. You're, you're closest on the last thought there. Because, Travis, you're currently experiencing your own northern exposure. You've moved to the big old city of Seattle out there in the Pacific Northwest, and we also determined that making you watch Twin Peaks the week you moved would be a mean thing, the other classic oh, show. that makes sense. About we, a already, we already early did Frasier, and we can't do Grey's yep. yet. So. We all, uh-huh, you <laughs> got it, you got it in one, Travis. <laughs> we had done this was filmed in Washington, though, which... Is interesting. So many things filmed in Vancouver instead, but this was on this side of the border. It's really interesting how how in like in like the early nineties there was just this weird obsession with the Pacific Northwest. Like they just had a moment, like between Grunge, Grunge and Twin Peaks yeah. and this show, and like I don't know what what were the years of Fraser again? The nineteen eighty nine is the first Fraser season, I believe. Yeah, so classic. Like 1990, everybody just all, everyone wanted. 1993 to be in is Washington. the first Treasure season. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking oh, Seinfeld. Well, either way, but early still, it follows the grunge 90s, explosion. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think came first? Yeah, it's all just grunge, and then it's there. Yeah, the national spotlight moves to them. And Twin Peaks yeah. was like a phenomenon uh, at the time. It's so weird to think of Twin Peaks being a phenomenon. It, is, it was. I will never I understand how that happened. I think often of um, during the return when I was uh, on my brother, my brother and me, when Griffin was talking about watching Kyle McLaughlin throw up like a gallon of cream corn and then go, surely only like 60 people watch this, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it just is. Garmin. Is not the case. Like my mom watched Twin Peaks and that's weird. It was a phenomenon. And a lot of people have the opinion that Twin Peaks got very bad very quickly 
because they, for the average person, they weren't ready for Lynch. That's probably true. Just no. like Northern Exposure. Where the people weren't ready for David Chase to wrestle control. <laughs> I didn't realize that that's like a thing he had worked on. So at the very, on the finale, when it, get, it hits the credits and it said executive producer David Chase, I gasped like it was a Shyamalan twist. Tell our audience who David Chase is, Ian. Uh, when you say tell our audience, do you mean Stephen? I mostly mean Stephen, but also there are people who listen who don't know the people no, I know, behind but it's just, TV shows. It's the, it's the thing Stephen likes to do where he's like, yes, for those listening, who is David Chase? I love to do that. <laughs> That's why. I'll never stop. Uh, David Chase is the uh, creator of The Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So The Sopranos is the show that was on HBO. It's <laughs> <that laughs> very important to television history. What else do we know about David Chase? Uh, he directed much a, just the Sopranos. Yeah. He directed a film called um, I'll Fly Away, I think is what it... No, no, no. That was a different show. He, what was his fucking movie called? It's about the rock and roll guy. About the rock and roll Not guy. Not Fade Away. Not Fade Away. Okay. It was literally okay, just like... named rock and roll? Uh, it, was, I, it was just something about like a guy who wants to be like... A, it was the first oh, movie ever about star. a rock and roll guy. <laughs> the, the rock and roll guy. He directed Rocks... <laughs> He directed Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg based on the story of Tim Owens Travis, from Judas Travis, Priest. You had to, Travis, you had to name who the rock and roll guy is. Who would you Bruce say? Springsteen. <laughs> the rock and roll guy. It's clearly Gene Simmons. Yeah, uh, it's like Chuck Berry. Oh, wait, how, what are we talking about? It. Guys, the rock and roll guy. You see, Mr. Presley, <laughs> you and I are not so different. The rock and roll guy. Peter Laurie. Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast, uh, Elvis Talk, where I convince these guys that Elvis is good and that Travis should watch it. It's an uphill battle for me. We'll check back in next week. You you don't need to watch it, but I would love if you watched it. Uh, It's going to rock when Travis finally listens to me on a long film recommendation and watches Elvis. Not any of the ones that I'm like, what a transcendent experience, one of my favorite films of all time. Travis will never see Yee Yee or Drive My Car, but he will watch it. Because it's not a slow three-hour movie. It's just an oh, insane Drive My Car isn't pass. slow. If you'd see it, you'd understand. They Elvis seem to be driving longer. very slowly in your fan cams that you made. Sorry that he's not speeding around and hitting over hitting pedestrians. Is that what you would prefer? Yeah. You monster. <laughs> it was just GTA. <laughs> I looked in a mirror that was outside the other day. Uh, which was a mistake because I'm not used to seeing myself in that lighting and noticed that uh, I had an insane amount of gray hairs in my beard and they all happened during Elvis. All of them. <laughs> you experienced time dilation when you were in I that really theater. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> when the you, worst yeah, it is true. trip of my life. When you it's see Elvis, like, you, you do enter the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> What if the reason I feel old is is because of the psychedelics? Anyway, I, COVID. No, um, wait, or did Stephen? Did you maybe go to the beach that makes you old? You know, the Elvis uh, screening. I did go to the beach that makes me old. We didn't talk about old at all. Do you want to talk about old? We can talk about I, old. Northern really Exposure is a lot like old. In old. Yeah, it is. Our podcast um, is no, a lot like old because we'll watch we these people. And it'll only be an hour. And then within the next hour, they will have aged <laughs> tremendous amounts of times with a loose collection of rules. And sometimes sometimes they have names like, um, what is the rapper's name in there? Um, uh, Midsize uh, Sedan. Midsize Sedan. <laughs> or have you been watching the rehearsal? Because that's also what happens with the, I ha- uh, I the kids. Not. 
uh, in the rehearsal. I haven't watched that because it seems like I would. Scariest. I would like. I would <laughs> really like to watch it. I would really like to watch it. I will watch it at some um, point. But yes, the everyone and they're like, "Oh my god, did Nathan Fielder make it to see New York?" And then it was like, <laughs> "Yes, actually, he did." He did. I also liked the description of like no one told me the premise of the show is that he's Dexter. <laughs> Travis, are you telling me you would have liked drive my car if the guy crashed it's, instead of? Uh, having an accident because he's partially going blind or whatever. Instead, he just crashed his Scion TC at 100, <laughs> at 100 miles, miles an hour. hour. <laughs> God, that guy. I saw a car with no license plate yesterday, and I was or earlier today, and I was like, ah, oh, Tim, he's here. So Northern. Uh, Northern exposure. So uh, oh, I'm going to poop my pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Northern exposure. A show where I thought a guy pooped his pants, but actually he'd been shot. Why is he coming back? <laughs> um, have you seen The Untouchables? I have not seen The Untouchables. Okay. The one guy who picks him up is the son of the actor who plays the feared like um, enforcer of the mob in The Untouchables. And I was like, why am I getting such intense, scary vibes from this seemingly chill film this, buff? Yeah. Just because he I likes Woody Allen? Yeah. That's um, <laughs> And then I then I placed it, and I was like, "Oh, that's why. That's a guy. That guy's his dad. He has the same face." Uh, Northern Exposure, a show about a neurotic Jewish doctor played by Rob Morrow, who, due to a legal contract for that required that was involved with his student loans, he has to practice medicine in Alaska for four years. Which is one thing, but he thinks he's being placed in Anchorage, and it turns out. He has to go to a small town I mean, and bus right away. That's the first like 10 minutes of the show. Yeah. So, but it means the premise, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Because you can just say in Alaska, it's like, oh, Anchorage? There's people there? That seems like a hit. Yeah, but like, I mean, you know, for, he does at the beginning. for a New Yorker still, they're like, oh, my God, look at this tiny fucking city. I can't even get a good bagel. They don't even know what a bagel is. It's a Shonda. Yeah, this character. He, he, Rob Morrow is a dinosaur. Ass- Dime Store Woody Allen in this, which is fine. He is from New Rochelle, New York. Go uh, uh, Iona. Well, his parents divorced, and then he went to he went to school at Miami Sunset High School. So I'm trying to figure out where he like came from, and it seems like he just got this, this is the role. Breakout role. Yeah, like he had That's been a lot of the shows we cover. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's one of those things where it's like. Oh, did he have some weird comedy career or anything before that? But no, it's just uh, it's just this, basically. And then uh, some random film roles. You know, he's in Quiz Show. Uh, and then he is on um, Numbers for, you know, another six years, 118 episodes. Mm, so he's doing fine. Hmm? Uh, numb Three Ears, I believe it's called. Oh, yes. Numb Three Ears. You are correct. That would be, that would be how I would say hours. Do you know uh, the name of his, uh, of his daughter? No. His name is Rob Morrow. Is it Rob Morrowina? Two. Her name's just two? Yeah. Two, two. Morrow? T-W-O? T-U. Oh, like two. two Holloway, that guard from Xavier. That was really good. Two Her Morrow. Name? He was good. Two Morrow. Oh. There you mm. go, Travis. <laughs> you mm. even said it. Sorry, I, I, got like... two, I, got, I got too hung up on two Holloway. You did. I, I saw it happen. I was remembering a guy. I couldn't you think were, about the pun. You were remembering a guy and did not think about the fact that this man named his child named so that, her, child name that her name was a pun. You should be executed if you do that. CPS should take your child and rename them if that happens. So you, what about even more insane celebrity names? 
like like pilot inspector that was year. exactly the yeah, one I, I know because you say. and i watched a lot of vh1 in the 2000s what would be the best pun for marmon there's not uh, it's not really punny yeah potential you could there like there's always a way. I mean, get, you get talk, back to you, us later when you come up with that uh, over the course of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or, or Ian could do that thing where he just goes, "Come on, Stephen, come, come on, come on." I mean, that was Matt originally. He was just going, "Come on, yeah. come on," and then you how pull it like, out of the ether. How about like, like school? How about like school marmon? Come on. <laughs> What what what's what's something where the second word is mar or the second part of it? Magmar. Uh, Magmarman. <laughs> yeah. Northern exposure. Magmarman. So it's just Maggie, Maggie Marmon, Magmarman. Yeah. Mag, Mag There Marmon. we go. She's a Pokemon Digimon combo. Um Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you guys have Pokemon. any previous experience with I'm Northern at the Exposure. Digimon. I'm at the Pokemon Digimon combo. Any uh, Northern experience. Uh, no, I had no previous experience with Northern Exposure. I just knew it existed, and now I'm astounded it won two Peabody's. And best it, uh, drama in 1992. Yeah. Well, listen, Travis. Oh, I looked ahead, at the see. competition. It was not great. How about Calamarman? <laughs> see, there we go. Now we're working on some stuff. That would be if I owned a seafood <laughs> restaurant and I served. You do love creatures from the that. deep. You do love them. Both to eat and also just admire them. You love Pretty to go good. to an aquarium. I do. Uh, no, uh, as you said, it was a Golden Globe, and they give Golden Globes for fucking anything. No, it won an Emmy. It won oh, the, it Emmy the Emmy for Emmy? Best Crowdstanding oh. Drama for season two. Well, it's fucking Emmys. Who cares? Yeah. It didn't <laughs> mean anything interesting. Especially in 1992. What was it up against? Uh, I was looking at it earlier. There was L.A. Law and Law okay, and Order. Okay, I'll get it up right now. There. Yeah. It beat out L.A. Law, All Fly Away, Law and Order, and Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. <laughs> Season four. That's a show we'll do one day. Maybe All Fly Away is a show we'll do one day. It's also a David Chase production. Whatever it is. It's about um, a black housekeeper of the family of a district attorney played by Sam Watterson in um, an he unspecified U.S. state in the late 50s, early 60s. I don't think we want to talk about this show. That does not seem like a fun time. Can we talk about the great fretless bass action of the Northern Exposure theme song? Though? Dude, this fucking obvious child era uh, Paul Simon fucking fake music. Yeah, it's, it's very clearly that's where the most St. Elsewhere vibe, frankly, was what this music was like. Yeah, um, I had a good time with it. I had a good time with most of Northern Exposure. Yeah, I, li- I liked I liked the I liked the very hornsy. Uh, soundtrack. I thought it was fun. I thought it set, set like a the good moose? vibe. I, I do like the moose. The one thing that the people who are in this house were like, oh, that's the show with the moose in the intro. The the vague world music vibe of this show because it's set in um, Alaska is fun. Because <laughs> they're trying to get some like vaguely Native American sounding stuff in there too. Is this the first show we've seen with like indigenous cast members of any note? I would have to imagine. I, I can't. So. We haven't watched Twin Peaks. Reservoir Reservoir Dogs isn't over. The reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs. Sorry. Yeah. Um, can we just we could just for this podcast watch Prey twice somehow? You know, it's just on Hulu. Rips. We can watch Le- we can watch Legion if you want to see some Amber Mid Thunder action. What a cool name! <laughs> this Thunder's pretty mid. That's <laughs> fine. No, it's. I don't think of it as a description. I think of it as like the act of like like the uh, the time and place. It's Mid Thunder. Yeah. yeah. 
The thing that's interesting about the name Benson is that I believe in Hebrew, Ben is like the name, like this, like son of blank. So I'm son Ooh, of son? Sort of, yeah. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, your, gran- your grandchild. How unique. <laughs> Few people are. Um, so Northern Exposure, we start off, they're on a pl- we're on a plane to Anchorage with uh, Joel Fleischman. And, uh, and John uh, Alward, who is on the all-star watch list now. The guy's talking to. Hold on, hold on. Actually, before we start, uh, I want to talk about how. So, the network got sued by a guy who said they stole his idea for a show, uh, which was about an Italian American doctor moving to the south into a rural area. And then I realized this show is just Heart of Dixie, but. It's just Heart of Dixie, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, we have established on this podcast that the height of humor is taking somebody who does a thing and putting them in a different place. Yeah. Anyway, so he's on this plane and he's going to Anchorage. He's talking about how he, he's basically doing extreme cope to talk about how he's right. He was moving to Alaska and him and his fiance looked at the plate, like checked it out ahead of time. And were like, we could do Anchorage for like this sort of short period in our Four lives years. for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, you know, why not? It's a happening town. It's bustling. It's got stuff going on. And Yeah. Then he uh, <laughs> arrives. Like, well, yeah, the, like, the, the thing is, is, the guy is just like, we don't. Good need luck, you. son. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that guy, yeah, that guy did not have any faith in him. No, yeah. I mean, he he he. John Alward is not a man that you go to for face for faith. You go to him for <laughs> faith. He's got a lot of faith, actually, <laughs> and I love him for that. Um, he will one day appear on this show again. I don't know in what capacity, but he's a that guy. You mm-hmm. know, he's an Armageddon, a classic that guy movie. Uh, when Dr. Fleischman arrives, the, however, and the reason he's doing this is, yeah, the state of Alaska paid for his medical schooling on the condition that he would work there for four years, uh, which is interesting. And I don't know if that's even a thing that can, I don't know how, that, how the don't worry state about is it. doing that. Don't, don't worry know. about it. It's a, it's a pretty contrived plot. Even more than Heart of Dixie, where it's like this person who's secretly your dad sent you to Bluebell, Alabama. Um, but uh, yeah, I when he arrives, dead in ass fully forgot Heart of Dixie. <laughs> Didn't remember a fucking thing. Didn't even have the moment of like, oh, this was just Heart of Disc- Dixie until you said, oh, this is just Heart of Dixie. And then I was like, right, I've seen another show a, with a bunch of Friday I've Night Lights people in it. An hour and a half of Heart of Dixie. There was a musical number. It's the whole thing. Anyway, oh, this uh, is also then uh, by that same logic, pretty proto Gilmore Girls. I don't know anything really about Gilmore Girls, except that's in Connecticut. Can you take that uh, again without that sick fucking motorcycle or whatever? Yeah, sorry, by? I don't know much about Gilmore. I don't know anything really about the premise of Gilmore Girls, except that they're in Connecticut. And well, you'll find out more when we do our blowout uh, special episode with every woman we've ever known. It seems who's <laughs> yeah. asked like, "What are you doing, Gilmore Girls?" Yeah, we should make up for that. We like. That is an all dudes podcast, and we just get every woman we know and be like, "You guys host, have fun." Matt can still produce, and then or I still actually am just there to host, but it's mostly just to usher the conversation. You're along. you're um, um, not delegating, moder- or, uh, moderating. I'm moderating. Yeah, um, I introduced the segment. Um, yeah, but Northern Exposure. Yeah. Anyway, he gets a- to Alaska. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say Northern Exposure has a thing that the others don't, which is that it's very Jewish. Yeah, really, way more than I expected out of this. Uh, That's why it was perfect for this week. You're a Jewish man going north. 
Not as much as this guy is. Uh, no. Hopefully less of an asshole is this guy, than this well, guy. Well, uh, you want to weigh in on that one? Uh, what? Exactly. He's an asshole? <laughs> it was just an easy joke. Yeah. I was just throwing the easy joke. It's just, yeah, he's getting some cheap heat here. When he arrives in Anchorage, he is then told that the hospital that he was going to work for does not need him because they've actually done this for a bunch of people. And he is being reassigned to the town of Sicily. By a guy who's like, we went to the French Riviera, then the Italian Riviera, then we went to... Uh, Switzerland, yeah. Well, it was this like, guy we popped over to Denmark to and then back yeah. to Switzerland, and it was a He was like, my wife's a Danish model, you know. We had to I, go lo- I loved this bit. This I weird this Alaska tourism board bit that happened. Yeah, for- I love. I honestly loved it. There were two. There were two top tier bits in this show that was overall uh, okay. What was yeah. What was the other top tier bit? The other top ask- tier bit was. Let's turn it into a quiz. My favorite thing to do, Travis. What's my other favorite bit in this show? In this episode? Were there other bits in this first episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, bit, bit as in like the beaver. I, I would call it a bit. Um, oh, that was lame. All right, the, the <laughs> they native really, they really assistant. Did, they uh, really did nothing. Oh, actually, she was good. That was a good bit. Yeah, just um, constantly no, definitely being bit. able to there hear whatever no was needed. Yeah, no, I actually really liked that bit. I thought I, she was my favorite character, Marilyn. I really, I really enjoyed her work. And um, no, the other good, the other good bit was um, the guy who just kept being trying to be killed by his wife. Like that, that was that was funny. To <laughs> and me. it turned into a like, really oh, serious back. conversation. Yeah, that was very bizarre. That's how you get very the very bizarre. It's good drama. Comedy drama. You know? Comedy drama. Uh, yeah, he gets sent to Sicily, Alaska, which is a, bu- a bus ride away, and is supposed to be this podunk town. Honestly, when you think about it, everything in the continental, even even okay, everything in North yeah. and South America is a bus ride away. What is supposed to be a reasonable bus if ride away? If you own the bus. Yeah. Uh, you know, people like to lie about what a reasonable bus ride is. This could be a mega bus ride away. Was anyone else disappointed by like how relatively not podunk this town was? Seems great. Honestly, like, I could hang there's out there definitely for a bit. more. There's definitely more like, oh wow, I am in the sticks towns like in Ohio than yeah, for sure than this. Yeah, and just like in the sticks towns in Ohio, you're like, what's this weird rich guy? And they're like, oh, he's an ex astronaut. And you're like, <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, another weird. That, that's, like, ex- that's extremely Ohio though. Yeah, I did love. Yeah, so yeah, he he gets dropped off. He gets picked up by this guy who rocks at the bus stop. That's just nowhere. Yeah. Dude, uh, I mean, just that's, like, oh, hey. that guy is that guy has extreme energy. Um, uh, yes, Stephen referencing a friend of his, uh, a favorite. Nope, it's nope. James from Team Rocket. Uh, he has that. Oh, nope. you're talking was, about you're talking no, about, I'm James sure about James from James. Twin Peaks. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to talk about James from Twin Peaks. Sorry, okay. when you say James, <laughs> I think friend James. James yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually talking about. I was a like, giant they both have long fame. hair, I guess. He could just be like, yeah, oh, I'm going <laughs> to... James of the Giant Peach, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, James of the Giant Peaches, yes, undoubtedly. The Connecticut Giant Peaches. Yeah, okay, James from Twin Peaks, because he's always been cool. He's always been cool. Is he the really pouty guy with the motorcycle? Yes. <laughs> that was the guy that Matt said, that'd be my Twin Peaks character. I was really offended, <laughs> having only watched the no, pilot. The, to, like, to, be, to be fair, you, sh- you should be offended. Like... <laughs> He's the worst character in the show. Hey, um, I want to. Uh, speaking of being offended, I want to get offended about something, Stephen. Great. Uh, you have yet to condense everyone else 
that you know into vague descriptors to run through an AI art generator. I'm so special oh, that, uh, I got that I got, so, I got it. So, I got so distracted. You immediately uh, got you sidetracked. You yeah, said Travis was Michigan State dinosaur football team, and that was all we got. I'm going to keep going, baby. It'll just, it'll come back to, dude, I was, I, 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 what did I do this weekend? I don't know. I juggling. Um, <laughs> you juggled? Fucking 48 hours of straight juggling. I camped again. I'm tired of camping and I have to camp next week too. You don't uh, have to. You can I leave. <laughs> you can I walk out of here. Just walk out. <laughs> I have to camp next week. I don't have a car. I'm caught in a trap. I can't walk out. <laughs> is it nice camping or is it like are you by chance gonna be next, like next weekend next week's gonna next weekend's next week next week <laughs> Let's reset. Uh next weekend is is uh gonna be a bit glampier. Okay. This weekend was so you have no worry that you know there'll be giant rats or whatever in your in your in your cabin. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, going wood. Ba- I'm going back to northern exposure. I'm pulling us yeah. back to northern exposure. Yeah. I'm yeah, jumping ahead yeah, a little yeah. bit. He meets, the, yeah. he meets this rich, this rich ex-astronaut guy who reminded me slightly of the bullet, but also... Oh, absolutely bullet energy. On. If he went bang after he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. The, it must rock to just... It was extreme Breen bang. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he went bang! <laughs> if, yeah, he said bang, was, so bang! 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 <laughs> just anguished. We're all in agreement that Mike Breen is our number one choice on who we'd want to narrate our lives, and that's that's not true. Mine is Kevin yeah. Harlan, but okay, same Breen. vibe. Um, yeah, North, so exposure. we're two minutes in Northern Exposure. Uh, <laughs> he does, yeah. He's talking to uh, Maurice Minifield. So yeah, uh, the the way that he though um, talks about like he's like yeah, I was only in New York once. It was uh, for a parade, and he's like, "Oh, Macy's Day." And he's like, "No, ticker tape. I was in the back of a Cadillac. I'm an astronaut, son. That prob- that that would rock. That would be a cool yeah. thing to do. Not only a ticker tape parade, but remind people all the time that you had a ticker tape parade for you." Yeah. Do we so, still do those? I no, I don't know. I that, I'm saying that with no knowledge. I bet we do. And most recent ticker tape parade. <laughs> it's gonna search. be. It's gonna definitely be for like America's nurses during COVID. <laughs> it's. Um, uh, tr- Trump threw ticker tape parades for just like his buds. Yeah, like, list of ticker tape parades. Yeah, there was, that, there was like the and veterans and thing that was supposed to. That was, like, oh, the original, like, I Q&A got it in one. July seventh, healthcare professionals and essential workers for their labor during the COVID nineteen pandemic, twenty twenty one. God fucking damn it! Just pay Where them was some this? money. This was fucking in the in New York? what did they call it? The Canyon of Chan- of Heroes. Canyon of Heroes. Yeah, that's what Canyon they call it. Canyon of Heroes. Yeah, like, that? where is that? It's the financial district. It's where the it's 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 where they do the ticker taper parades. Okay, that's why they call it that. Interesting. Are the heroes the ben- businessmen? Yeah, it's America. Is it the uh, anyway, bowl? so uh, Maurice uh, is this rich rich astronaut, and he explains that he's like when he first found this town, he was like it was. You know, this beautiful site unseen by a white man since before the history of time. So I bought 15,000 acres. The, the previous three ticker taper parades were for the United States women's national soccer team in 2019, the United States women's national soccer team in 2015, and the New York Giants. Mm. <laughs> the 2012 Giants? Uh-huh. So it seems like they uh, just do uh, ticker taper parades the, for uh, any time. Yeah, oh, David Tyree Giants. No, that was the um, earlier one. This is the uh, 
A Mod Bradshaw falling on his butt in the end zone, Giants. Oh, Don't okay. worry, those guys, those Giants also got a ticker tape. That game right. was really boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah. So, so untouched, beautiful land. We've exposed, yeah. So anyway, after the astronaut conversation, um, he, yeah, they shows him his office. Um, he's like, oh, it's not painted well. Uh, an, an important thing is that the doctor at Anchorage told him, if he doesn't like it, he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. And so he is aghast at the conditions of his office. The, you know, it's, there's uh, a, there's a woman who, who's like, oh, I'm here for the job. Yeah. Uh, her name is what is it? Miriam or Mi- Marilyn, Win- no, Marilyn, Marilyn Whirlwind, uh, I believe is her yeah, name. Marilyn, uh, Marilyn. And she's very funny. Good, good bit. Um, he, yeah, he leaves and he goes to a bar to call his, to call the people who are responsible for his contract, yells about how everyone's a hick, and then realizes that people can hear him. The, uh, the owner of Lucky St- Strike Cigarettes and Mad Men comes over and is just like, son, listen here. I'm a cool, gentle fella. And I'm also a legendary stick man, because you see that babe over there? That's my wife. Was my best friend's yeah, that, wife, and, and that was, that was, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that guy rocks when he just goes over and he's like, he's "Like you look like an old country star." And he's just like, "Yeah, I run a bar. I got with my best friend's wife, and if I ever speak one to him day, again, he's gonna kill me." One one day, she came to me and she said, "If you want me, I'm yours." And the truth is, I did want her. I would like to see that television show. Yeah, <laughs> show don't tell, boyo. There's also a weird so like I was I was Wikipediaing the characters a lot on the show, and like his thing is like it's also for him. He has this weird complex where all the men in his family all lived into their hundreds and died like sad, alone widowers. So like that's why he like has to be dating this girl or married to this girl who's like forty years younger than him, and he's mm-hmm. still worried about that potentially. I was going to say tragically, he will outlive her. Look at his animal like vitality in the finale. He's still alive in real life too. That guy's like in his nineties. Yeah. So there's Jerry Adler. Like, there's some some old old kings on this. Um, there is a uh, moment. John Cullum is the uh, the actor. There, there's a moment uh, in in one of these scenes where he's like near the phone, and you know, so that guy. So the reason he gets chat chatting to the guy is because that guy gives him some food. Um, he's the owner and proprietor of the establishment, which is the thing that you say when you DM. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and you don't want to answer point, any questions, right? And at one point, uh, the guy. At one point, there is a guy playing pool who he's like, "Oh, sorry for blah blah blah." And the guy hits with the stick. He hits one of the fucking red balls. He doesn't hit a cue ball. He just hits the <laughs> ball. Like you, if he's you watch, the rule, son. Yeah, awesome. I don't understand. You don't hit the ball with the stick. You hit the cue ball into the ball with no. the stick. Pretty sure uh, you hit the ball you, with the stick. Other other important credit of John Cor- of John Collum, sorry, uh, by the way, is uh, he is uh, Leap Day Williams in uh, in uh, Thirty Rock, the John fictional leap. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's where they're in Thirty Rock. Leap Day is a national holiday every four years, and Leap Day Williams is the you know, Easter bunny like figure of mm. it who, um, the embodiment of it who like turns, who's like part fish man or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Jim Carrey plays him in a movie within like it or something like That's that. A, that sounds like good crack. That's not how you normally use the phrase crack. 
Yeah, which are fascinating with their polyvocal <laughs> uses. Yeah, you know, we slang. use crack in so many ways. Um, so, so then, yeah, we find we learn about Maurice and the owner, whose name isn't said uh, nearly as much as Maurice's. It's name, like Holland. He has a great name. Hold on, Holly. Yeah, it's like Holly. Uh, Holling. Holling. Vin- Vincour. Vincour. Yeah, Holling Vincour. Yeah, I. Uh, it was. It sounded like gibberish when he told us. You know, like, um, I, you know where he, uh, where he's from. He's nice. Canadian. Holly, John, Co- the the actor John Cullum. Oh no. Uh, he's uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh. Went to the University he, of Tennessee and was a member yeah. of their championship tennis team, which is not what he would expect. <laughs> good old Rocky Top. I wish I was um, on good old Rocky Top down in Tennessee hills. Some woman turned out to be a puma, but I still love her. Is that what that song's about? Top, well, yeah, something like that. Um, it's about something very strange. Uh, and it involves a woman, and it involves like, her not being what he expected. I don't think she turns into We do woman, need to make... But. I do love uh, anytime there's a show about like a particular location that's not off-frequently covered in media, that the name has to like be about... The, so like, I can't wait to pitch Rocky Top to NBC next fall as my Knoxville set cop show. Oh, yeah. Or like a Smoky Mountains set Sorry. show. Sorry. Sorry, I was more accurate than I thought I was. Once I had <laughs> she does a turn girl into a on Rocky Top, half bear, the other half cat. What? <laughs> what? Oh, so wait. Now, Steven, Wild this as is a mink Steven. foot, sweet as soda pop. I still dream about that. So after, after, fucking, up, uh, after fucking up his first interaction to the people of the town. Uh, he fucks up another fucks interaction. Up when uh, J.D. McCoy's mom uh, shows up to... And he's like, and he immediately thinks that she's a prostitute, and he's like, "I'll have you know, I'm engaged to be married to." He's a, the worst a looker. Guy. Like he says to, like, "Sorry, I have a hot wife. I can't." The be amount of misogyny that he throws with at this Maggie's trollop. way, yeah, is, and then she, is garbage. Yeah, like the whole like this this running theme, and and it's like it's so obnoxious because we're supposed to really like this guy, and it's just a bit too much. He's the it? audience surrogate, but like he's an asshole. So it's yeah, hard right. to sounds be. like every New Yorker, baby. Oh, only in the city. <laughs> I think I think shows I think shows have a temptation to do this, like like, and I think it's very non nuanced because what what they want to do when they introduce him as this big old fucking asshole is to make him grow. Like, yeah. oh, well, we'll introduce him. to start like, from the bottom. It's classic, you know, um, it's the reason why I couldn't watch as much of Shit's Creek as a lot of people could, because I couldn't handle just how shitty they were, the family. And, and, and this is even more like, like, they're shitty in ways that are comedic, and this is shitty in ways that are just like, oh, he's like, he's just really, he really thinks she can't be anything because she's a woman. Yeah, the, that that was a weird aspect of this too. Like that doesn't fit this cosmopolitan New York guy's. Like I feel like that doesn't fit yeah. what he's supposed to be. Well, the thing is, is that it's like, oh, he must be a stewardess. It's New York forward. I think is what they go with this characterization. So he assumes the least out of anyone who's not from a major city. So he's just like, That's oh, true. you're this, and he just constantly is. They let surprised. women do that here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very. It's very blue states talking about a red state guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's actually his landlord, uh, and she's not from there. She's from fucking Gross Point, Michigan, the bougiest suburb of Detroit uh, that there is. And she's a uh, lovely, sweet lady. <laughs> yeah, she seems cool. 
she's like, a she's a bush pilot, which is a yeah. cool job to have. She's definitely uh, so. Uh, the thing with her is that um, every person that she's involved in, I guess. Um, they die in some weird way. Yeah, all of her romantic partners die of bizarre deaths. She mentions that like somebody fell asleep while they were out camping. Yeah, and froze um, to death on a glacier. It says here that another one of her um, uh, boyfriends uh, uh, tried to live with grizzly bears and was mauled to death. And then uh, <laughs> Werner Herzog uh, came and was like, you must destroy these tapes. Never yeah. listen, Maggie. Also, she gets involved. She actually does get involved with Joel, but um, ends up with the David Foster Wallace. Um, I knew, I knew you were gonna say that. The guy with the bandana <laughs> and sort of longish hair and glasses it's is David Foster the Wallace. Thing. Sorry. <laughs> How many is. times is Travis going to call John Corbett David Foster Wallace? <laughs> here in my notes. <laughs> Underneath that yeah. is something that I assume Stephen will want to talk about, but I will be silent on. What the people who don't know what a bagel is? No, no, no. This is this is <laughs> that was impo- that was beyond belief for me. That yeah, ruined my suspension like, of disbelief. Yeah, someone had never heard of a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> there's just no there, people in Alaska have heard of a bagel. I, I'm sorry. This is this is listen. They like to just treat anywhere that's not New York. It's flyover country. It's 1990 whatever. They're in the peak of that, and they're just like, what do you mean you have things here? This is before the New York Times starts discovering spots and then talking about, like, you won't believe the rustic charm of this area. Yeah. I don't know. This is also... Like, I, you know, this is a guy who, when they asked him, when, uh, when um, you know, the business owner asks him if he goes hunting, he's like, only for deals on the Lower East Side. I did. I, I Finger guns, baby. It, it is an interesting time. I know you said you picked this because of my move, but, like, it is fitting less, obviously, because less of Seattle, but more, like, all the towns that I went through Everywhere that I got gas, basically, between Fargo and here, were towns like this. Did you like drive this, felt like to this. Seattle? Yeah. That, yeah, dude, that drive is that drive is great. Honestly, it's, it's gorgeous, but it's fucking yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, but Montana, yeah. Uh, I've done it. Idaho, the Idaho Panhandle is if you go west, is just going down a mountain for an hour, um, and then and then you're in Washington, more or less. Yeah, but like Forsyth, Montana, where we got gas, was like what I, the, what this town feels like it's supposed to be. If just like there's one street, there's one gas station, there's a one screen movie theater, and like a few hundred people live here. What was showing at the one screen movie theater? Elvis actually was showing at it. I don't remember if that was Forsyth or if that was one of the other. Take that, I big Marvel. Forsyth. Yeah, learned about a, learned a lot, a lot of interestingly named towns on that drive. Um, like, there's a great part uh, when we were leaving Butte. Um, there's, I wish we'd gotten a picture of a sign that said, Ex- Exit 1, Anaconda Opportunity. Because those were the names of two different cities that were off that exit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You got to go back and get that photo, dude. <laughs> if I were you back gotta in go, Butte. You got you to gotta go hang out with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. and Ice Cube. Um, Ice Cube. Uh, Who's the uh, older guy? Fucking, John Voight. Uh, John really Voight and John the worst Voight, performance yeah. ever given by a Best Whoa. Actor winning actor. <laughs> no, because Eddie Redmayne exists. Mm. Uh, well, those are, are worst about? performances I, in uh, that one. No, the Oscar. Eddie, no uh, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl is repellent. 
he's worse than John Boy in Anaconda as the Paraguayan man. A trans critic I like once said that she delayed her transition after seeing the Danish girl <laughs> because her feelings were whatever I am, it's not that. <laughs> it's That's brutal. It's a tangible harm. Yeah, to the, community. Yeah, the trans community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm putting is that this, at the bottom. Is this is this Emily uh, Vanderwerf? Oh no, St. James um, St. now. Yeah, yeah, she changed yeah. the last name too. Uh, Emily. Wow. Sanders. I don't know why that part. Uh, uh, but yes, um, she's like sounded better. Oh, I. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. so this <laughs> on, so on this lady who he offends is his landlord. Uh, she runs the. She's being paid to to manage the like cabin that he's living in. Uh, yeah. And well. Finds a dead rat, and, and he freaks out about it, even though he's a lifelong like, New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. Dead rat, like exactly. You should be the. You should be fucking Willard compared yeah, to everyone that should else be, here. That should be. Yeah, it should have been like a big animal. The one thing that the one thing that I thought was really weird and kind of unrealistic. I don't know what actually happens between them, but I, I, but it. I generally hate when people are really shitty and misogynist to like somebody who becomes a love interest later in the show, and I felt like that might happen i don't actually know yeah he does the thunder road lyric at her basically Uh, (laughs) okay yeah he's like you're not very good looking but you're but you are (laughs) yeah that's true he does he does do that uh he says one of the weirdest lines ever that i may or may not use as the closing line but what i think that like i can't really happen because um nobody would ever sleep with their landlord so it's probably that's not what porn taught me but i guess i'll believe you (laughs) yeah yeah there's (laughs) Yeah, nobody I mean it's would, an insane thing for would anyone ever to do. do that. No, I thought it, it was happening yeah, all the time based on some websites. Yeah, I, you know, for other reasons, you know, you sometimes are led to believe it might be happening, but then it's just <laughs> not. A, I thought it's just a job where you get laid all the time, landlord. Yeah, followed closely by this, real estate agents. Did, did, did Travis not hear about this? It came up on our podcast. I think <laughs> yeah, Travis is just going sure. to different. It was the one that I'm not that I wasn't on. Did you guys talk about last when week? When Stephen talked about fucking his landlord. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you did that. We did talk about this. <laughs> That's right. We were doing okay. competing I was like, bits. Did this come up during Arthur? <laughs> we were doing competing concerned. bits. That's what it was. Like, Travis, <laughs> forget about that. I, I, I did I, forget about I, that. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. I'm glad you didn't um, talk about that during Arthur then. Um, uh, I'm probably skipping some scenes, but somebody takes him out on a boat and shoots at him to try well, to. Well, Maurice does. He takes him out and is like. No, yeah, it wasn't my- Maurice. Yes, it is. Yeah, the the the, it's the rich guy. He's like the hundred twenty five thousand dollars effectively is my money. That's Maurice. Yes. Oh, why am I so confused? Yeah, because <laughs> you're Stephen. That is why. Yeah, you know yeah. the answer. Joel in your is heart. like I can. The troll's like they told me I can leave if I want to, and he was like, I will kill you with a gun if you try to. It, do uh, it was very uh, the Costco CEO when that guy was like, we got to raise the price of the hot dogs, and he's like, I will kill you. He <laughs> <laughs> will fulfill the contract. Well, uh, it but was, like, and it has the funny bit where he's like, "I'm from New York. I've crossed Forty Second Street at midnight. I've I'm been not, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. afraid of you." And then he shoots above him. Yeah, it's like you're on a boat with this man with a shotgun. Like you yeah. are. Uh, I did like when he wakes up and realizes that he's in Alaska. Like he just didn't look around and, and was like, "Yeah, I was wondering oh what was happening." God, in that scene where beautiful. he just screamed and then ran. Well, he realized was he was. Cute. He, he realized it was gorgeous, and then was like, I'm just going to run in. This is beautiful. That was at least my read on it. Yeah, he got something out of it, at least. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh, my God. This fresh, peep that fresh mountain breeze. Yeah, and so uh, he also has his first day at work, even though he's like, yeah, I'm not. this isn't going to be real practice because I'm leaving. But 10 people show up that 
would like to see a doctor because they haven't had a fucking doctor in this town. And you know, uh, you got you got somebody who's been achy and fevery for three years. You got a woman who wants him to look at her uh, her pet beaver. beaver. Yeah, this woman's trying beaver. to show show her, show wink. Him her beaver. No, uh, no wink. No, wink. I put the wink. word pet purposely to try and stop this. We love to pet. We love to pet a beaver. Oh, uh, the naked gun did uh, beaver related jokes uh, the best anyway so <laughs> um there weren't really any jokes i think it's it was the one like, joke <laughs> yeah this no, is just I like this meant, lady has a beaver that is itself, like, the, yeah they really don't do anything with it, the, uh, the it's weird joke? that he's like i'm not a dentist and not i'm not a veterinarian that was exactly <laughs> I was going to say, the jumping? weird things that they do... That was a very strange thing for him to say. <laughs> also, they set it up like he's going to jump because he doesn't see her bring it in. He's got her back to her, his back to her. And, like, she walks in, she's carrying the beaver, she sits down. And I expected him to turn around and jump, and then he turns around and goes, Oh, my God, what is that? And she's like, it's a beaver. And he's like, I've seen that on National Geographic, or whatever. Yeah, saw it on it's PBS. PBS. I'd be excited if someone brought a beaver into my work also. I'd rather a wombat. Um... Did you know that wombats have such hard asses that they stick them at their predators to try to break their teeth? Uh, I've heard a lot about wombat asses, but I don't think I've heard that specific fact. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, if, if it's too late, if it's like oh, we're, I'm gonna get caught, then they'll just like try to shove its ass at the at the thing's teeth to try to break the teeth. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. Just teeth. Yep. Yep. Because um, it just got that bony of an ass. Yeah, anyway, a guy keeps trying to come in and he's like, wait in line. And he doesn't say why. And then it turns out the dude got shot in the leg uh, and was bleeding all over the office. Because his wife is mad at him. Small trail of blood. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Six. I thought that he had pooped himself. And then they're like, you're bleeding. I was like, okay, cool. It was very dark. (laughs) I was like, this is a little, this is not what I expect from network TV of this era. I mean, so you're like, oh, it's blood. Yeah, and then, and then he he uh, goes for a drink with the landlord and just kind of negs her for a while. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes for what a mindset on her. He, he goes for what appears to be like a twelve pack with the landlord. <laughs> yeah, I guess there were um, a lot of bottles at the table and no one had cleared them out. Yeah, he was drinking a lot, and I think he found out she's like the only relatable person in this town because she's also like a transplant. Very much not here. Yeah. Yeah, and then he wakes up and meets Rick, who looks a lot tougher than him, and is with Maggie. And yes. he probably dies in some. Let me let me find out how he dies. Way. Errant's satellite falls on him during a camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> after it's that's a af- good bit. You're gonna like this one, maybe even better. After his death. It's revealed he was a compulsive sex addict who cheated on Maggie with hundreds of other women. So hundreds. I'm imagining... So everyone in the county. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, Austin Powers. Wait a minute. Like, like the, the part where he's where it's just like, oh, Vanessa was a fembot. And then, like, Basil, Basil Exposition being like, yeah, we knew about that, actually. So it's just like her <laughs> telling him, it's like, oh, yeah, no, everyone knew. I Everyone like the knew. I like the I like the idea that the way that she finds out is there's you know the classic 150 women in at the funeral that <laughs> nobody knows who they are. It's just like I'm so sorry people? for your loss. Just exclusively yeah. like <laughs> that would be really actually very funny in a show. It's just a tremendous <laughs> amount of like models. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm so sorry for yeah. your loss. Yeah. 
just in succession. You're like, what is happening? Just like all of them knew about Maggie, but they were just like, yeah, well, you know. Guy was a legendary stick man. What can we say? He's got a big old dickle. That's, I guess that's what else we can say. <laughs> what else even happens in this episode? There's like a weird like summer festival. Yeah, he thinks play, that, and they eat a moose burger. Yeah, somebody thinks that Woody Allen is a genius. Yeah, so the kid who picked him up at first is like, who's this half Native American kid? Is like an aspire, is like the cool person in town because he has a naked ray gun T-shirt and he watches <laughs> movies. And uh, he, yeah, he knows what a bagel is. After he sort of, uh, he sort of, um, he's not chiding him, but he's having a conversation with Joel. He's like, "What time is it in New York?" And he's like, "About midnight." And he goes, "So on a typical day, like typical." This time you're coming home for a movie. Maybe stop getting espresso and uh, you know pick Pick up bagels in the morning. morning, Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "How do you know what a bagel is?" And he was like, "I've seen Manhattan. I think Woody's a genius." And then I said, "Oh no, it's 19 whatever." Yeah, it was still a movie about him trying to fuck us. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the one. Yeah, Manhattan's a movie you can't go back to, but you can't. You know, that guy seems cool. The 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 uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, I can't remember James. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah, and you're just gonna keep saying that, uh, Ed. Ed, Ed, yes, Ed is cool. Ed is in the finale. Um, yeah. Uh, then what else happens? He goes back and <laughs> he goes back and fixes the couple's relationship by explaining to the woman in great detail the different ways in which being stabbed in the back could have murdered him. Yeah, you could have cool. killed your husband like, by shooting him with a gun. It's this not is good just, to do. This is just as like, you know, suspension of disbelief breaking as the not knowing what a bagel is, like not knowing that stabbing someone could kill them. That doesn't really track. To yeah. Me. The only thing that would be crazier um, is if you had a teacher that you can kill someone with your bare hands and not a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we get child. podcast lore that's <laughs> just a, insane a, Stephen things. I was a child. <laughs> hey, Stephen, do you have any more childlike beliefs to drop on us? Or not childlike, no, literal childlike beliefs. It's really hard for me to access a memory. Yeah, I know. You really have to. You, you really did have tweet to the other the right day words. about how wild it is that people are able to remember their lives or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just, I, I think about that all the time. It would be so cool to remember my life. I would love that. <laughs> to not have to have like lore keepers around you to tell. Like Ian. No, <laughs> like, what happened then? And uh, we see yeah. John Corbin for just a brief second in the festival, and he doesn't look like David Foster Wallace at this point. No. Yeah, John Corbin. I really like that. I really like that your idea of casting, basically. When you're like, we need a guy for John for David Foster Wallace. You're like, I don't know, is there a tall guy with a bandana? <laughs> Can we put some glasses on him? His hair kind of long, but not that long. <laughs> That's all yeah. you see bandana, longish hair, glasses. What else do you need? He's the king of that look. I don't know. I'm going to do a side by side and then I'm going to be like, fuck, damn it. He does really look like <laughs> David Foster yeah. Wallace. Would we, watch, would we watch more Northern Exposure, guys? If it was 1990, I might continue watching this show. If I was like, I guess this is on. If it was 30 minutes. That's big, right? I really feel like this. I felt the extra over. 15 in this one. Yeah, yeah. There's especially, the, especially this finale where it was just like, I don't know, man. Overall, I thought the pilot was somewhat compelling. I, I enjoyed need, it. I you didn't know, it's need a good. As much, I didn't need as much misogyny from the 
lead. Like, it just doesn't seem necessary. Hey, good news, though. For a 1990s sitcom, well, a dramedy thing, not as much homophobia as you usually expect. And now it's time to play a new game I'm going to introduce. How much homophobia did this show No, I'm going to Google Northern Exposure Blackface and see what comes up. (laughs) I feel unlikely on this show. Northern Exposure Black Character is how it was, although Anthony Edwards was on this show, so... No, he's not black. Sorry, you're, that's the basketball You're thinking player. of Anthony Edwards. I'm thinking of the basketball You player. are thinking of Anthony Edwards right. when you say Anthony Edwards. But, but Anthony Edwards that was on the show was fucking Goose in goddamn you're Top right, Gun. You're right, you're right. Not basketball player of the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, who is now an actor because he was in Hustle. Hustle. Yes. And as David Sims said, as David Sims said on Letterboxd, wait, now there are two good actors named Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Wait, does Anthony Edwards have to register with SAG? I think techn- I think he just gets a card. But there's already Anthony Edwards. So he's got to be like what Anthony, is Anthony middle, Edwards? Name, middle initial Edwards. <laughs> professionally known as like this. Yeah, is he to- Anthony? He starts going by Tony. Like, <laughs> is he Anthony D. Edwards professionally? If mm. Anthony Edwards oh, has yeah. a SAG card, if he, yeah, if he has to do SAG, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he, he plays should, Kermit he Willis. He should pull a Michael Keaton and name himself after someone after someone else who also <laughs> is named for someone else. You shouldn't be allowed to get famous for things other than acting. It confuses the, this rule. I don't know. I think the original Anthony Edwards actor chef changed his professional name. You, you, it's like a it's like a title until he can prove he can dunk a basketball. It goes to the, the best same current Ooh, Anthony Edwards. What what about like an act off? Can we have like some kind of act off? They have to audition for the same role. <laughs> he, should have no to, he needs to be given the same dialogue that the that the current Anthony I'm Edwards sorry. was given in Hustle. I'm sorry. The CFD. music, the music for Hustle was done by Dan Deacon. Yes, it was. That <laughs> is <fun>. true. <laughs> well, okay then. It um, was a fun neat. movie. Yeah, I'll watch it at some point. I don't know. I, the problem is is that it's going to tip my danger reactions because it's going to have Ben Foster in it. And when Ben Foster appears in a movie, I start getting some sweaty weird and nervous. That movie. <laughs> Wait, you're <laughs> telling me Ben Foster brings weird know, energy to the movie? But ben he really Foster does. Wallace. When ben, when ben Foster appears in, like that first moment he appears in Hell or High Water, I'm just like, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Rob Foster- yourself. But what if Ben Foster has a large Italian collar and is making terrible draft decisions? Yeah, I saw. I saw that they kept the find a new slant collars. Yeah, this oh. finale had 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 a lot of women. They're <laughs> crazy, aren't they? There's energy? one part. Of the, I I really only want to talk about one part of this finale, and it's and it's Jerry Adler as the, the hallucinate like the rabbi vision character. The rabbi who, who thinks that he's on. The Omaha Beach on D-Day? He only appears to people in Visions, uh, which was apparently his character throughout the show, is that he's Joel's rabbi. And as he says in the show, he's like, one time I materialized in his room while he was changing. One time he fished me up from a lake. Like, uh, just a whole... So this is the thing. I assumed, like, based on my random pop culture knowledge of Northern Exposure, that it was a show with magical realism. And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, there was no magical realism. And then I watched the finale... And a rabbi parachuted in with a map from D-Day. And I was just like, yep, that's Which what I thought this was. Which is also great because you kind of worry when you hear about the show you, that you're like, oh, the magical realism is going to be like kooky Native American mysticism that's like done in a racist way. And it's like, <laughs> no, Hesh fell out of the sky. And now he's just talking <laughs> to this character about her life choices. Yeah, you're like, there's a character yeah. who's starting to be a shaman. And you're like, oh, no. But in our experience, uh, no. <laughs> Nothing to do with this. It's Jewish <laughs> mysticism. He's... Yeah. 
Yeah. A rabbi. Cool. Pa- More things should have rabbis parachuting. <laughs> I, I'll so. say it. More things should just have Jerry Adler. Always that is also light. true. An all-star this, after this, being on Rescue Me. This was me. a lot like Felicity in that it was just like, oh, here's the magical realism. But the other... <laughs> Found it. But the, the A plot of this was just really boring. So boring. Yeah. So um, boring. I was like, what are they even doing here? Yeah, like having a destination about, wedding, but not even that. Well, really Maurice is having her. a destination proposal. Yeah. yeah. At his, at his yeah. new resort, which he calls Tranquility, or his new cabin or whatever. Tranquility lodge. Base. Yeah, he calls yeah. it Tranquility Base. Um, All the rooms are named after famous astronauts. Yeah. I was getting some and flashbacks pilots. to the time Steven and I once went to a large yeah. cabin and there was a wolf themed room. Oh. You know, weirdly enough, the the one that this reminded me of was the time we went and saw a Tennessee football game instead of a cabin. God, it's all Vols today. It's Do you remember when we did Oops, that? Oops, all Vols. Game? Yes, I distinctly remember that. Who's, uh, uh, who's QB for the Vols that, that day? Is Josh Dobbs? Would have been the Pastronaut. There we go. Back to Astronauts. Look at that. fucking layers we know how to do this we can connect everything links to everything it's all the same (laughs) the big topics of the day elvis tennessee football uh astronauts northern exposure the northwest travis lives there it's just circle it just goes round and round it brings us right back i could if you do some numerology i can correct this connect this back to the rehearsal but uh, oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say like the Torah, and I was like, "What?" No, <laughs> um, no there's a lot of numerology yeah. in Judaism, but not that's that why I, I thought I thought we were going to talk that about that. I have any knowledge of because it must be stated, like just so the audience is clear. I make a lot of jokes, and we all make a lot of jokes about my uh, uh, ethnicity on this podcast. But I did not go to Hebrew school. Yeah, I you're ethnically Jewish. I didn't go to a fucking synagogue. It's I just have IBS and and neurosis. <laughs> Travis, you got to stop yes. lying to people. You did get a bar mitzvah. I got mitzvahed. It was not you a bar got, Sorry, you got mitzvahed. I did. Yeah, I did. was one of the few people that let one of those guys in New York who goes, are you Jewish? I actually let that guy wrap a tefillin around me and make me say a prayer. I'm so the yeah, only you, guy, I'm you, the only one that ever worked on. You really are. It was a tourist experience for me. I was carrying a bagel at Williamsburg. It was just too obvious. It felt right. But it happened. You're good. After I ate at LP's Deli. <laughs> oh, right. What was that place? Frankles? Frankles. Only um, Cohen's base, with uh, Despot. I'm gonna, this episode I'm, is about a man uh, proposing to a cop and realizing that this cop won't make the homemaker that he, he wanted her to um, and then realizing that that's not why he fell in love with her in the first place. Yeah. And that's it. Is it features Ian? a violent trades uh, game and... I uh, am. Yeah. Where the answer was Bridges of Madison County. Um, it included someone making the guess, plate my dinner with Andre. <laughs> love, I love when my dinner with Andre. A movie I will probably never watch, but I love referencing and seeing it get referenced in places. I, I would probably watch it as, a, as like a bet loss. Like if I was like, like <laughs> whoever has to, have to whoever watch my dinner with Andre this now. bet has to watch it is, my dinner with It is with the anti-Steven movie. It does not have a plot. It is two guys talking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It might go far enough in that direction that I would like it. Which is Ian, yeah, do you have my dinner with Andre about. opinions? Uh, no, I haven't seen it actually. Um, oh. oh wow! Dang, we're three my dinner with we're three Andre virgins here. <laughs> I yeah, I you know, <laughs> Wallace Shawn is a fascinating figure, and um, 
I don't know. The fact that all of his like plays like interrogate, you know, masculinity, and he's just like, we're all terrible people or whatever. And then, yeah, he's got you know, it's it's him and Andre Gregory and all that stuff. I don't know. It's just it's not my thing. You know, sure. maybe maybe one day I'll watch a Master Builder. Oh, sorry, the Master Builder. No, a Master Builder. The Master Builder's the play. Because uh, I listened to a whole podcast on it, but that movie sounded terrible. Yeah, it'll always. It's just a, a concept of a movie to me, and the subject of my favorite Simpsons joke. But that's really it. Yeah. Uh, why are we talking about my dinner with Andre? Because at I some point when they're playing the charades game, Ed guesses plate my dinner with Andre. <laughs> right. Yes. And then it turns out it was Bridges of Madison County, a movie that I yep. have been meaning to watch. Yeah, and then oh right, she like says something, she and they're like, "Buh!" During it, she kind of uh, made a syllable sound. And the cop and is the being cop a fucking cop, and was just like, "You gotta, you can't allow that." Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer of a, it's a bummer of a, a plot. It's also very clear that like it's not the finale. It's just like the show ended. Also, have we but talked they about? Do f- but they, but they knew. It yeah, was they ending, have a montage at the very end. Um, yeah. It's the it's the thing where they're like, "Oh, it's going to end. We have to tack this on," but not like give it an actual ending sort of thing. Uh, and um, well, also, he does. He Maggie doesn't get on an airplane, which is a classic series finale thing. People love to not be getting on planes. Also, uh, Joel is not back because uh, in real life, Jeez. Rob Morrow had a contract dispute and left the show midway through the final season. And in Wikipedia says they had him go native and move to a remote fishing village to discover his spirituality. And in this, they're like, "Yeah, he went back to New York." So which is it? Well, it also says on Wikipedia that. Um, that they he got with um, Maggie and then they broke up and that um, that leads to so know. he dies. No, no, no. He just has a breakdown. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he dies. Yeah, um, that's what happens to Maggie's boyfriends. Yeah, I would not. Don't get with that because you will die in a bizarre way. Did anyone pay attention to what the people at the beginning of this episode ordered for food? Uh, no. It was like a Denver omelet, but they had them hold most of the Denver things, and then she ordered just like a single biscuit and cottage cheese? Yeah. Something like that? Or something like with an onion on top. It was the craziest fucking order I'd ever heard. Yeah. I could go I ordered it from check. Terry Polo, one of the only people I'd heard of on this show. Because you, um, you're a big Meet the Fockers fan? Uh, really only Little Fockers is the movie in the trilogy for me. <laughs> That's the one for you. Okay. That's the I one I haven't have... seen, actually. But I, I have seen. The oh, you seen two. Meet the Fockers? Okay. I did. I saw Meet the Fockers in theaters. I, I've with my seen parents. Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. She will one day. It's like appear... my least favorite comedy of all time. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> wow. Like my least favorite comedy of all oh. time. Oh, Meet the, Meet the Fockers is. I don't know both of them. I hate that brand of humor. I just hate it. He hates you. About nipples. Could you? Yeah, I have nipples. Could you milk me? As you and you're just like, I want to die. <laughs> Would you rather watch Austin Powers um, uh, 2 or Meet the Fockers? Austin Powers 2. Okay. Wow. thousand percent. Wow. Would you That's rather watch The Hangover pick. or Meet the Fockers? The Hangover. Ooh, wow. The Hangover Part 3 or Meet the Fockers, I guess. I, I what is the conceit on The Hangover Part 3? I tell you. And one of them they go to like... I seen that one. They, one of them they go to Bangkok. I think that's 2. Okay. Because like the conceit of 2 is they're like, it happened... Again, which is the thing they love to do. I have no idea what three is about. Um, I've not seen either sequel. Yeah, no, that's those are things that should be kept in the past. And I think Bradley Cooper wants it that way. I'm going to revisit all of the Hangover movies before his um, before the Maestro comes out. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) there's there's not much of this finale. Yeah, it's it's character relationship resolutions. There's a big beard guy. He seems chill. And then yeah, the John Corbett character. 
Uh, somebody, somebody samurai swords a champagne bottle. Something that I've seen Ian do. That does happen. They do cut a they cut a champagne bottle with a sword. Uh, there's a morel hunt. That, that actually morel like, mushrooms yeah, are so yummy. That yeah, like she was like, mm, do I go on the morel hunt? And you're like, yes. Yeah, it's like, like it's literally just like, if you, uh, yo, have you guys ever been to a destination wedding where you stay at a at the place and you have stuff going up? I know you have Ian because I was there <laughs> with you one of them. Um, but just like, yeah, it's just that. But we were like, what if that was a show? And it turns out it's not that interesting if you're not involved. Yeah, we've run into this quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah. I guess maybe if you've watched six seasons of the shows and you're best at the show and you're best at the characters, but yeah. frankly, it's a failure on the show's part, not me. Well, this is uh, why I agree. This, this, <laughs> this is why movies are better. You, you know? Why don't we do a movie podcast, Ian? Is it because we're not as good as all the people who do movie podcasts? Because uh, we had a great idea for a TV show and I, or a TV show podcast, and I have fun doing it with you guys. But yeah. I can say that movies are superior. This is also because this podcast I mean, exists I, so yeah. that Matt and I can convince people that TV is bad. <laughs> are you thinking? I think a music version would be fun. Um, sort of spinning off an idea that we like talked about on one episode, uh, but maybe if you did albums, not not song, uh, which nope. I believe yeah, is how it was proposed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, this one's, we have to, we have to get through every show in existence first and then we can do every band discography in existence. Yeah. And thanks, thanks, hey, thanks HBO Max for helping to make this easier by just cutting a bunch of shit. Yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Yeah. Terry, why, so why is Terry Polo, is it just because, um, they needed somebody to hallucinate? The, the continue the rabbi plot line or like the that con- spiritual connection and they she's decided mad that. at her fiance well, and I'm not asking for the in law reason I'm asking for like were they just like ah oh, we can't do uh, Paul Pedenza and they were like we can't bring we can't get Rob back but we can bring Rabbi Shulman or Jerry Adler back and uh, I don't know just for the fans people loved those scenes maybe yeah Paul yeah Idea Paul Pedenza is now the town physician. It's great that they were just like, ah, shit, okay. Um, it's we got to get... put in a doctor, a Randy from that 70s show and yeah. threw that in. Is oh this the first time God. we've had one of those? It, we're like you know, the lead so, left and they're so like, here's intri- just an Earsoft version of them that sucks. That no but also about. right down to the fact that they're just like, but also we don't want to repeat the fact that they're completely also like, oh my God, this is terrible. We're just going to have them be like, pick up where that Replaced, guy left off yeah. of like hey, yeah i'm married it's pretty nice here you know i'm from los it's, angeles we, i'm chilling. if we had uh if we'd done x files and not done the reboots i think that sort no of he comes back on that. Yeah, does he? i yeah. also yeah he does i also uh mentioned randy from that 70s show immediately after watching this which is very <laughs> strange very strange that that's our jumping off that's point. josh myers right yes it's seth's less talented brother I watch uh, I watch the TV show for all mankind, and uh, uh, Nate Cordry is a, a central figure oh, in it. Yeah. And every time I see him, I'm just like, "Wow, look at you! <laughs> Good for you for finding a, a space, playing the the gay husband of the lesbian president." Yeah, not everyone can get, have a Dave Franco esque career. The better, yeah. That's one of the other cases where the younger sibling's the better one is. Jeff or Bo older? I think Bo's older. Okay. Well, there we got another one. Uh, yeah, it's great to see Hesh, uh, Jerry Adler. It's great to see him. It's great that he 
I was like, oh my god, it's Hesh. And then it said executive producer David Chase. And I was like, oh my god, this is where he they know <laughs> each they other. Meet on this? Yeah. <laughs> this is how this happened? This is how one of the, the great supporting characters in the Sopranos appeared? Wow. Yeah. yeah they talk I don't know. about, you know, the similarities between Catholicism and Judaism, I guess. So John uh, uh John Cor- uh, Corbett Corbett? Corbett. Yeah. Corbett. Uh, he, getting, so the the guy who plays Maurice is something is Barry Corbin. So it yeah. does get confusing. Yeah, that's that's where my brain is like. Wait a minute, hold on. Um, I I genuinely cannot remember this. He opened the bottle of champagne. Does that come to anything? No, no. That was such a surprise. Then yeah, yeah. It's they just built like, it up. It's just like, 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 look more at this, rare, stuff. this expensive champagne. Yeah, the cop it's goes like settle down. More stuff for the cop to. Yeah, it's weird that she didn't freak out more. Weird. I guess to show like that she's had it. I don't really know. Yeah, because it was it was also just a thing like this is a very special bottle of champagne. I had to squeeze a few peaches to get it. Is what he said, I believe, which is a terrible phrase. Yeah, not sure. like, I'll, like that. I'll squeeze a peach. And I'll squeeze the, a peach for uh, for days, <laughs> hours, every day. That's it. Yeah, it's like uh, whatever Nick Cage's character in Face yeah. Off. What does he say? I can't remember if it's um, days or hours. I always get it wrong, so it's days. probably not every day, yeah. which is what I always remember um, it as. I can eat a peach. I I can eat a peach. Anyway, the, this resolves for hours. because this 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 resolves because the character who looks kind of like if Reese Witherspoon and Jodie Foster had a baby um, is lost in the woods. That's and, a weird <laughs> And they go and find her and the cop is the one who organizes the I think the he just party. said that she's like a kind of harsh blonde. I mean, I don't know. Look at her face. She kind of looks like that. The problem I have with these moments for me is that I can't remove myself from the ability to just point at any person and go, that's Terry Polo or whatever, you know, in the, you know whoever they are. Uh, that's just yes, how I live my this life. This isn't the Terry Polo character, I think. This was uh, 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 I thought he was describing Terry Polo. I remember the character that was lost in the woods uh, with the rabbi. And, yeah. and then she falls down. They find her. Everybody celebrates. There is a proposal. Um, she says yes in a weird cop way. And then, yeah, there's a montage. Oh, it is the Terry Polo character. You're right. Because, yeah, she's the one who's like, I'm Polish because her name is Skodowski or... Shadowski. And that's Northern Exposure. If you guys want to talk about the... I don't know. You want to talk about the... I don't the know. Montage? They play that song at the end by uh, the lady who does the Leftover Season 2 theme. I don't know who that is. is it Iris Dement. I'm just guessing. No. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I don't know. We say goodbye to these characters. We don't know Steven, at all. Steven, we didn't talk about the thing that I thought you were going to want to bring up. So when you said that earlier, I said the people who don't know what bagels are? No, no, no. Yeah, because it's in the finale and it's a moment... Oh, is it the fact that, is it the fact that Maggie looks even cuter in the finale than no, she does. No, but it's in, in that episode. scene what plays when when they're all together oh, right after you. Did I miss a needle drop? Yeah, you did. You missed a needle drop where I was like this has like a, you know it was like I was like this has just got like a weird energy suddenly like this all feels suddenly like it's a dream. And then in the background you hear fly me to the moon. To the moon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I missed yeah. that. No, I remember too. that. I didn't yeah. miss that. Um, uh-huh. It was stuck in my head for ages. Yeah, and so um, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, this is all. This is all happening inside a dream. That's that's what's going." Yeah. On. <laughs> this is third impact. This is where what's happening. All these now. characters oh, yeah. are going. Congratulations! Okay, this is what happens. Yeah. The third impact. Yeah. That's what's going on. Also, um, I don't know if anyone else felt this way, uh, but uh, I don't feel anything. That's usually my line. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Did this show make anyone else just like super horny for fall? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Um, well, no. look at you then. Because I was like, oh, God. I can't wait to dress like Mr. a character Autumn in Northern Exposure. Puts on yeah, his Mr. Autumn Man. With his, Mr. Yeah. Autumn Man is ready. Mr. Autumn Man is yeah. tired of this fucking heat. <laughs> and watching Northern Exposure where just, I'm like... Uh, just move up to Alaska or Seattle or... Montana. You know where else you could move? Actually, Ireland. Montana was fucking 104. So this we is there, what it so is. It wasn't even this, that good. Okay, I was going to yeah, say, this is, is fucking Ireland and Pacific Northwest. Ex- <laughs> like, Hello. you know, uh, your privilege here showing. You're just like, oh, yeah. You Although know, it was a- very hot today in Ireland. Hold on. Actually, let me do some math. To tell what, you what was it, like was. 30? <laughs> whatever you, it, it is metric. There are a lot of people that are that like, oh, it's so hot, it rarely, it's 28. It rarely gets to um, 30 here. I realized it was 78 here. Oh, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> so funny. You. That's so funny. Oh, it God. Was, it was a perfect day outside. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's so hot here in Ireland. It's, uh, it's gorgeous and beautiful. There's a lovely breeze that comes through, and when you're in the shade, it smells like honeysuckle. <laughs> it's funny because I, like if I wasn't just like forced to be outside all day I would have really loved the 78 but I did get like a little bit over but I, yeah it was a lovely day, so it was a day. <laughs> there's gonna be an episode where it's like just like Matt and I both just recording from separate midwestern locations and cutoffs complaining as you guys talk about <laughs> the beautiful crisp breeze oh uh, yeah Today it's like 87 now actually and I'm that's better. I'm glad that you but could be people with it. Is the, the interesting thing here is it takes forever to warm up every day. Like the mm. mornings are consistently like the 50s. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing here. Too. I hate you guys. That's why you're not horny for fog. You're living it. I'm li- I yeah, mean, I'm horny true. for it because I'm surrounded by trees and stuff. And it's like, this will look cool mm, in the fall. It will be beautiful. Travis, how do you feel yeah. about the fact that you're now into birds? It seems like you're birding out there. You're just taking well, lots of I've photos of birds. Well, I've always been into animals. So that, and yeah, also those a- are all actually Alex photos. She just doesn't post anything. So I use them okay. for my well, own. Never mind. But uh, yeah, we saw this horde of, there's massive group of ducks and geese uh, on the beach. That's, uh, you know, makes uh, you half old. a mile from our house um, after going down a very steep hill. And then there were a bunch of babies and they came toward us. And that's Northern Exposure. That's Travis's Northern Exposure. Right there. Yep. Sure is. Fly me to the moon. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, not a great show. Uh, I, uh, uh, again, I enjoyed parts for sure. I like, uh, as you, I mean, I like Jerry Adler. I like Fall. I like, uh, it's fun that um, John Corbett does not uh, appear in Sex in the City, which would have been the best other chance for him to make it oh, as an all-star. In what we watched. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he is Aiden. Yeah. But don't worry, we can still watch... Um, they, do a my, they, didn't, they did a TV show of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, right? But not with any of the main people. Yeah, I don't think it's... Well, I don't know, actually. They might have all come back. This, Who knows, yeah. Those people were not stars. This is where we now have to talk about Hold on. Yeah. So there was my big fat Greek wedding, my big fat Greek life. No, he got, he is recast. It's sort of like the Disney cartoons based on their movies, where it's just like, here's a bunch of different people, but it's like, you know, the same. Not only did he get recast, they renamed him as well, which is weird. So he didn't get recast. He's just, it's just a new thing. Well, it went from Ian Miller to to Thomas Miller. Is Nia Vardola still in it? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and she plays. Oh, okay, that's weird. 
But her character has a different name. Her character is now named Nia. What the hell? Also, unfortunately, this show did not make it long enough for us to talk about it on this podcast. It ran for one season, seven episodes. It's premiere. Holy shit. Did have like an amazing premiere and then 22.9 million people watched (laughs) the premiere. And then they were all like, this sucks. It was their highest rated <laughs> debut sitcom. It was the highest rated sitcom that NBC had had in five years. I love that this is the exact opposite of the movie. Which, <laughs> yeah. like, didn't, and no one the watched it hit, for, like, then... eight, six weeks. And then suddenly it just... 22 million. Next week, 16 million. Week six, 10 million. It is hemorrhaging viewers. And they're just like, we're pulling <laughs> the plug. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we're just canceling it. Um, oh, sorry. It wasn't just, I'm sorry, it was a CBS sitcom. It was the highest debut of a sh- sitcom in five years, full stop across all the networks. And by week six, they were like, we got to pull the plug on this fucking thing. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. Wow. 10 million doesn't seem like that few for a sitcom. It's 2003, baby. They're all high on cocaine and just like living <laughs> off of this is CBS. They print money. If CBS had 10 million on their comedy shows now, I mean, maybe they do, actually. Is there the most watched network, allegedly? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Ten million people don't watch these. <laughs> ten people. Ten million people don't watch sitcoms. Ten million people leave their TVs on, uh, and <laughs> it's on CBS, and they okay, all so they are, they're it, all in Nielsen homes. Rate okay. Rating, rating is if it's like one point, that's one million. Um, uh, I yeah, think it's not, isn't that how yeah, it works? Is that it? Yeah, is that it? But like whatever share is like a different thing. Young Sheldon averages seven point twenty two mil- or seven point not twenty two. Sorry, seven point uh, yeah, seven point twenty two million. So that's seven million, seven point two million people. I don't know why it's that's here. What, that's yeah, what I'm saying. 0. 0.22, sorry. So so ten million seems pretty high now. Yeah, but back then, what so? But TV was less. Imagine if everyone was talking about my big fat Greek life, like the way we all talk about Young Sheldon. This was Northern Exposure. Also a CBS show. So, sure, we can work it all in. Does Big Bang Theory technically qualify? It does, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. What, what yeah. did he say? It ran like 15 seasons. It's over. No, no, I, I just couldn't remember if it was old, over. Yeah, uh, wh- it ended, and then young Sheldon was born. <laughs> I believe at the end of the series, Sheldon walks into a portal and it reemerges in young form. Is that true? Who can yeah. say? Of course. Travis has never lied on this <laughs> podcast. I like that Travis won't commit it is to this a network. Bit. It is a network that ended one of their other most popular sitcoms by uh, having a fake version of the lead actor get crushed by a falling piano. Former and lead the actor. director himself uh, turned to the camera and say, winning. That is true. Is that what we're going to be talking about next week, Travis? No, I will never pick a Chuck Lorre show of any kind. <laughs> that is a guarantee. Um, this, is, this is still on. Is this, it's it ending. End? It's, it, yeah, I think it just ended or it's about to end. It's in the last oh, no, season. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. So next week I am talking about. This is us. Uh, uh, this is us. It says here did end. Yeah. So is that what we're talking I about? Ju- I think it just My had a finale. Mistake. I'm not picking that. I am talking like again. There's a promise I will never pick a Truck Lorry sitcom, but I do want to talk next week about a show with a different type of comedy icon or two actually, uh, and we're going to talk about Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, okay. Wow. Ah. A show, a show that I've always thought about watching forever. Then, yep. Stephen, you get to talk about Mr. Show because I've seen at least an episode of Mr. Show. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Tell us everything you know about Mr. Show starting now. Okay. Mr. Show is a, I, I believe it's a sketch show and I believe it has David Cross and another guy who is famous. Um, who is the other guy? Oh, fuck. He's another famous guy. They do famous good comedy sketches, and it aired on, I don't know, uh, BBC One for ages. And that's time. Um, Join us next week when we talk about the HBO show, Mr. Show, with Bob and David. Who's Bob? I guess you'll find out. He is oh, indeed is it famous. Bob Odenkirk. Yes, yes. It, is, it is. It is Bob Noted Odenkirk. Guy, Bob Odenkirk. Hey, uh, hey! <laughs> Let him live. <laughs> I will. It's just funny. He has Let his own sex live. gifts now. It's. He didn't even do anything wrong. You're allowed to follow thirst tr- accounts. It's fine. Everyone does it. Yeah, you probably follow a thirst account. I follow no, some yeah. thirst accounts. Stephen definitely follows some thirst accounts. Way too many. I don't want to. I'm not going to blow up your spot on who. But there was a moment where something was posted in my, like, it was like one of those things where it was like, this such and such, likes- and seven other people follow this. And I was like, who is this person? Like, is this only Thirst Traps? And then I clicked, and it was mostly Thirst Traps, but also baseball, and their name was a film Twitter-like joke. And it was like, oh, film it's, Twitter it's and that, you. It's that, it's that Red Sox tattooed Yes, that person. is exactly who it is. Uh, <laughs> I really should unfollow her. I don't really care about her posts at all. It was just uh, funny. I was like, this person seems to only post their straps, and many respected people I know seem to follow her. Also, Steven. <laughs> 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 Which, like, go off. That's fine. A respected man. Exactly, I know who exactly yeah, who you're you talking do. about. Um, um, uh, but yes, so uh, this was, as you know, you can find us wherever you did find us and rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thanks to Matt, who couldn't be here with us today because um, he's, uh, you know, his student loan debt means that he has to be in New York, actually, which is weird. Uh, and uh, where he is now serving as a doctor, which is not not it's not good because Matt does not have any medical knowledge whatsoever. He's just we'll be able to get a bagel. Yeah, and he'll be so happy by that about that. Um, but yeah, you can you can join us next week for you know uh, Mr. Show. Stephen, can you bring us home? I don't think I've ever seen lips that red except on a party balloon. <laughs> I. I <laughs> <laughs> does that mean somebody? Does that mean the balloon was red, or somebody kissed the balloon? I don't have any fucking clue what it meant. That's why I wrote it down. I, I, it stayed with me as well. Also, another time, just before Yom Kippur, I materialized in his bedroom. <laughs> That's. There you go.